Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, hot off of Origins. And, uh, well, we're looking forward after this one. If we got stuff at the time this goes live, is this going to be live when after everything's out or just before? You know, off the top of your head, the dates uh, for that, Scott? I think it's going to be we, after. We three will be after, yes. Yeah, okay, so then perfect, because uh, we did have uh, Scott and the rest of Vector Sigma was preparing for Origins. There were a few, like a smattering of remaining spoilers, but Scott, were you, <laughs> bluntly, were you excited about any of the remaining spoilers? Um, only for this, only in the sense that, like, some of them, I think, are more like staples and have can see. I think like some. We'll see more play, but I don't think they're very exciting. If that makes any sense. Yeah, there's definitely a delineation between those two different things. So, um, yeah, what we're gonna do is kind of instead of doing our usual thing and talking about each of the remaining. It looks like eight. I'm double checking my. Uh, my folders here, we're just going to kind of do what we did at the beginning of Rise of the Combiners, right, as we were approaching the release date, and that's talk about a number of things that we are really excited about going forward. Uh, so yep. specifically, we're going to go over a bunch of the cards. So do you want to start with battle cards or character cards first, Scott? Do you have a preference? Well, I don't care. Okay. I guess character cards. To start, yeah. probably Get them character cards out there. Um so we actually have a number of different ones in here. So the first one up, let me, I don't know if I actually set this on the overlay for me. Yep, it's manual. I'm trying to make sure that I can rotate between things properly on here for everybody that's viewing visually. But one of the ones that you had sent me, Scott, was Raider Aimless. So one of the, the early previews that we received. I actually like this guy too, and spoiler alert, everybody, Scott and I overlapped on a lot of these, so we're, I'll throw in mine towards the end. But, uh, so, tell us about Raider Aimless, Scott. Where do you see him showing up? Why is he exciting to you? Uh, I can't say for any of these cards where they're, quote, showing up. Uh, I haven't started building decks, mm -hmm. but um, where I think, where he's interesting to me over others... Um, I mean, I'm a blue player by nature, um, mm -hmm. and I think what he brings to the table is, like, high reward. Um, there's a lot of synergy with the card and having that much tough and then needing the same amount of blue that you flip to do extra damage. It's mm -hmm. not simply that he does direct damage that um, I'm a fan of him. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> I mean, Isn't it, though? <laughs> I just look at it, there's no other... There, I don't even know if there can get you six essentially six damage out of itself um mm. in one shot like like it can like he can when he turns into the weapon um so that's like unheard of but i think it's not an easy card to use effectively so um right. i think i think he will cause you to build decks in a different way which is what i enjoy yes um but he and he probably I would say he and Lionizer are probably the best battle masters in their. I don't know. Is it even a bot mode? I don't even. Is, they're both battle master modes, but like we'll just call them their bot mode mm. uh, for now. Um, that can actually impact the board in that mode, as opposed to just when they're a weapon. As soon as, right. Yeah. It's, as opposed to just taking a hit or, you know, 
being the one shall fall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, or I guess that's the way I'd say it. Um, or being um, being pieced through tyranny in a way, like you know. Yeah. I think that I think they're the ones that have the most on the board while they're in that bot mode. And I can get behind um, that. Yeah. So. I think like either one of his modes are powerful. I just think that the weapon is it, it's unprecedented to see that much that much stats on on a card. Um, it does the, the seem, plus three yeah. I, and maybe as we actually play with this guy, it'll turn out okay. Maybe it's not as enamoring as initially thought. But I agree with you that it. I don't want to say undercosted, but it does do a lot. It fits into a slot seven stars specifically that is kind of anemic. Um at least previously. I mean, yes, you did have your hot rods, you did have your barrages, depending on which end of the spectrum you want to go in, but this gives you an alternative option. Um, yeah. The One of the things that's notable to me is how it changes your flip sequences, potentially, as you're building stuff. Now, that's obviously not just this guy, but it the Battle Masters as a whole. I think they change your deck construction as well. Um, yes. Uh, because you want... So, like, I tend to build decks, for example, that have, I mean, supporting characters and main characters, for example. And and I think his star cost could allow, like, you to, like, he could be the only supporting character if you wanted to, or he could be one of a couple of supporting characters. I don't see mm-hmm. him as a main character. Um, so, you, t- I, I don't know yet, like, where you want the, I assume you want the weaponizers to go on the, quote, main characters that are in your... Right. lineup um so like you have to i think to use him effectively and this is the same i, I guess the characters themselves when you're using battle map have to be more synergistic mm-hmm. than they have in the past because you're literally going to be using one of them as your upgrade so yeah. um in a in, in like this case you know and and the, i don't know if you if we have lionizer as a separate character but like we can kind of it's I same. did have them, yeah. It's, it's, okay, it, it's the same kind of situation there. Like you, you want the rest of your characters to be synergistic with what he brings to the table, as opposed right. to like just having they're all Dinobots or they're all Firecons or they're all whatever. Yeah, like, you want to be able to synergize with that. Like, you know, in this case, you want you want to be able to to flip this many blues in some way, shape, or form. Or slant your other upgrades to allow you to do that as well. And slant your yes, decks to allow you to do that. For sure. So that's the way I see it. So Yeah. It, I There are a lot of facets about Aimless that are influencing, and it's even subtle. Like I said, the, the flip thing, I we may have said it when we first talked about Battlemasters way back when, but it's that may have more far-reaching ramifications than at least I thought back then, if I even thought of it then, or maybe now I'm only really crossing the bridge mentally for that. Um, as I mentioned in another show, maybe I'm just lagging behind everybody, but it's uh, I I expect both to see this guy, I definitely want to try him, and there's a number of different areas where I think he can supplement existing stuff or spawn new ones. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I'm more interested in the spawning new ones, honestly. At this point. Well, of course. I mean, it's new stuff. Let's play with the new toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on from Aimless, we have another Decepticon that you had brought up that we also overlapped on, and that's Raider Cindersaur. So I had mentioned to you offline, um, I wasn't super, th- I was excited by 
and to be perfectly honest, this when we did these previews, up until that point, I don't know why, but the, the Firecons, who I probably couldn't have told you they existed prior to this, um, at least off the top of my head. If somebody asked, I probably would have known. But I wasn't super excited by a lot of the previews. Like I don't know what it was about the Firecons, but I think they look cool, I both artistically as well as what they're going to do uh, play pattern-wise. I think clearly this one, the direct damage one, is <laughs> I think the best one. I'm not super excited personally to like build fire cons as a thing. Is that where you're thinking also, Scott? Is is it just this guy particularly, or was this guy a highlight for fire cons for you? He's clearly the best one in my opinion. I think you right. can build him and the draw card one. I just forget the name. Um, mm. Together with it, but I wouldn't use all three personally. Yeah, the defensive um, one is not quite there. <laughs> I don't think. I, I just, I, I just don't. I think. I mean, I don't know. He could be fine. I could be, I could be undervaluing him, but I just don't think. I don't think having a utility that just gives them all bold one and like obviously you can stack them is like quote good enough to like run them as a full team as opposed to slamming this guy in with other characters that are good. I agree with you, and it, I mean, we mentioned him earlier, but Lionizer, for example, or other aggressive options, you're clearly going to be looking towards a lot of orange. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think, I think, I mean, it's it's obvious they want bold. Um, <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I think there's a lot of hate for that strategy in this set as well, so you just have to be careful about that, but I think that especially if people are undervaluing the power level that some of these cards may have synergistically with each other and are packing mm. their decks with answers to that. I think the, the, it's going to be very clear all systems go for decks like that to, to do very well. Yeah. The, this guy in particular, because you brought up the, uh, the bold piece, the, the one secret action whose name escapes me that, um, it only lets it's you like, flip two things. Four things total. Two more. Oh, you can okay. Only four cards. Yeah. Gotcha. It, it's. I mean, maybe that thing will be seeing sideboard play. I'm not sure, but it, maybe it's not good enough as a uh, as an answer for these sort of things. But we'll have to see. I this guy is actually for me again. They, as much as I was hyped about Soundwave coming in, and spoiler, well, maybe not spoiler, but I I just don't like. Soundwave and the the way it's set up right now, maybe that'll change. But I'm pretty excited to actually slam Cindersaur right now. Yeah, and that secret action has the fire cons in a cage on its art, so I think it's probably trying to tell you something right there through the art. <laughs> subtle, so. Real subtle hint there, <laughs> Wizards. Ah, I wonder what. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that yeah. now. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I expect both to, I mean, I'm going to be seeing this guy cause I seriously do plan on playing him, but the ability seems wild. It, do you see or foresee anything with his flip being exciting, Scott, where you get is to he the action one or is he the, he's the, the, the orange action one? I mean, it can't hurt. Mm. Um, I mean, if you, if you, if you have a, if the deck has a way of like you pull out, for example, he'll just immediately give you the action back. 
Right. Um, so like if you have the option of like, like if, so if, if rolling out the rest of your team, for example, helps the rest of the, the, the turn, mm-hmm. he'll just like, if you have a choice, for example, like most of the time, the reason I don't like card, um, is because that's your action for the turn. But if all of a sudden, like you get a benefit of rolling out all your characters, um, and he just gives you that action right back and you can just play a supercharger or electric charge or something like that, like that it didn't cost you that. Um, and you just flip him right back and he can attack again if he's the attacker or it doesn't really matter or yeah. in that situation. Like, it's good. I just don't know that, like, I, having not sat down and made a deck with him yet, like, I just don't know that the deck will necessarily... Like, I, think, I think, for example, the Firecon deck should have rollout for playing all Firecon. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that other decks with him will need that. So, um, I guess the way I would see it is it's kind of like like a mini brainstorm, which can you know if it's built into a character doesn't really necessarily cost you the action and actions out of your hand exactly first. what i was gonna so, say yeah so it's it's fine like it, he, he's clearly going to help if he doesn't help himself he's clearly going to help another character get the gigantic portion i think there's so, yeah i it's going to clearly be fringe unless you're building into it but i we've all had games where it's like well i'm action glutted I need to. Right. Pl- I would love to play multiple things. All right. Well, I'll just double supercharge this guy. Get in there, or whatever. But it brings the- like so much more play to treasure hunt, for example, because it doesn't cost you just your entire phase. Yep. He can help get it back. Mm-hmm. So, especially if your other guys don't have to flip on the, in the same turn. So, yeah, I think I think every mode like, and that's what I look for in characters I play. Like every mode has play here. So right. that's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty high on my list and definitely going to be one of the first things that I'm going to be trying out myself. So, uh, moving from there, we have yet another Decepticon, um, and it's not intentional purple bias, I guess, but uh, super rare Shockwave. I I don't know that there's a whole lot to say, only because it feels stunningly obvious for this guy. Uh, I think he makes in the hands of flight. It, it, assuming a deck exists, and I, I'm working hard to make sure it does. Um, <laughs> I think in the hands of a player that understands sequencing, he's just going to be. Assuming he works out, it's just going to be ridiculous. I yeah. mean, the ability, his bot mode ability, the ability to play things off the top of your deck is completely unprecedented, and makes any card sifting, card drawing, card exponentially better because it's not just like if you look at like in like an inspiring leadership for example you're playing a card like that to put to draw three cards this card two to get to something specific he technically allows you to quote draw four discard two yeah um and so any card draw or card sift will have that extra added ability to it so um i think I, I think with that in mind, it's just, and, and honestly, his flip ability should not be underestimated. Like that, that to yeah. me is worth more than a flip. Like, like to me, a flip is not as powerful as a card play, but it is in certain situations. Obviously, of course. Um, you know, there's certain ones that stand out that are complete copies of battle cards that clearly are worth a battle card, but not every flip is worth a battle card. This to me is clearly worth a battle card. Right. Um. And to me, is like a safe thing to do on, you know, 
on on an off turn because it just opens up so many options and specifically takes away options from your opponent. I at Origins, um, I faced against um, a blue Insecticon deck that was based around Venom, right? And having no cards in my hand, besides obviously Venom's ability to give all the other Insecticons pierce, um, it really hurt my ability to play my game because I wasn't able to, for example, to get like certain green cards back in my hand, and so the fact that you have a consistent engine to keep your opponent out of cards is very powerful. And at the same time, drawing you cards um, is just powerful. Yeah. Um, especially when it's attached to a gigantic body that can win a game by himself and comes built in with weapons that do the same exact thing and you yeah. can play two of them and get to an <laughs> So The list of bullet points for positives <laughs> about him is pretty long. <laughs> I can definitely say that. The... And this is going to take time. It, the obvious drawback being this guy costs like half a million and eats up a significant portion of your team, but with good reason. He probably costs half a million dollars, too, <laughs> which might be a significant downside to everybody that playing him. But... could be a problem. <laughs> that might um, be an issue. <laughs> I get why he's a super rare. It is kind of unfortunate that there's this much relevant card text and stat blocks and stuff on a super rare um but it is what it is unfortunately yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um this guy's really exciting the uh so his bot mode ability to play off the top and not to beat the dead horse but i don't think only being decepticon cards or secret actions is that much of a drawback at least at this stage uh, maybe again as we Try it out, it'll turn out, no, this is going to be too much effort. But there's a decent number of cards that, okay, I want to play those anyway, kind of thing. So, okay, I'll play them for free. So, well, not play them for free, but I'll I'll go dig for them with his ability. It's, I don't know. They're, as I started out with, it feels like I'm just stating the obvious because somebody could just read the card text and go, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's just that this ability is very powerful because of the, the, the number of actions that you're limited, action phases, mm-hmm. to use my term, that you're limited to. It's just the fact that he gives you, like to me, just giving you access to more cards every single turn is what some players like to do with their action phases anyway, which is not exactly what I like to do with most of my action phases. So if you get that built into a card mm-hmm. that is going to, have, like that you don't, like you said, have to play that like that you don't have to play your your game plan like you're going to be probably playing a lot of these cards anyway yeah is a positive so and plus obviously long term we will get more secret actions we will get more decepticon cards so right where he's going to grow in power level i would expect as time goes yep. on so yep uh moving on from the purple side we ha- actually have a red contestant right now and that's general optimus prime so this guy's more, I think, in your wheelhouse, Scott. I do like this guy, but I think you were much more enthusiastic Prime. about because it. Because he's Optimus Prime. What? Because he's Optimus Prime. <laughs> um, so tell tell us about this guy. What what's thrilling you about him? He's very glorious, and um, he's very he glorious. just carries. He, he he has an anthem built in when I think about him. <laughs> um, All right. Which which hasn't existed up to this point in the game. So. Um, 
I mean, I think it hasn't even it, like <laughs> whatever's playing in your head wasn't happening when you saw a battlefield legend. I think you missed the inside joke. Okay. Yeah, I probably did. Cause I'm... <laughs> I'll um, we'll, if Dan, you can catch if me up off, offline. If Dan's in the room, he'll get it. If Dan's in the room. Okay. Um, so I think I've played Flame more, more than any other card, any other character since um, in the last like seven months, probably. Uh, mm. yeah, I guess other than Battlefield Legend, probably. Well, um, <laughs> yes. So I just, I just think passive abilities to give to the rest of your characters when they're, when your character isn't acting are really powerful. Mm. Um, Especially when you don't have to, I mean, this is this is even better because he doesn't have to flip, which that's flip density for the rest of your team. Yeah, the, the it, I don't think that can be understated. I mean, I think honestly, what he gets two more attack and keeps the same defense and just goes from typical melee to range, right? Is that all that changes with him in bot mode? And he he's gets, four the, fourteen the, three, and then six right. fourteen two, and has the. Uh, bold one, tough one, focus one in bot mode, and then bold one, tough one in the other one. Yeah, so I mean... Or the, the other guys get it, I'm sorry, in, in yeah, bot yeah. mode. So he, like, quote, wants to attack in bot mode, but it's still not necessary. Like, I mean, I've said that... I, I'm on record of saying this before. Like, I don't like when my characters that are centerpieces of my deck just attack for more numbers. Like, that's why I like Battlefield Legend, because he can spread damage, or he can... Yeah get back actions, things like that. Like, if you're just leaping into battle, Optimus off your attack and getting to 11, like, you're not... That's not as the most efficient thing you can be doing with him. It's on the, so, the better end of, it's fine, but it's still... It's fine. <laughs> I, I just mean, like, like as opposed to, like, even plasma-versing another character and killing two characters in the same turn. Like, there's well, things you can do that are just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I think we've reached a point in the game where, like, the fact that he's adding bold and tough to your entire team means that by the time he attacks, unless you attack with him early, his attack may be overkill wasted. Yeah. So he could just stay in the truck mode and you can gain flip density with other characters. And I think that's going to be the way that you're going to use him a lot. And I think once that's determined, if that's viable, then he's going to be, he's going to be the centerpiece of a deck because he costs 11 stars. That's always going to happen. Like what? unless you're pairing him in it. Like I don't, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of, starting out as a two-character deck, if given the option. <laughs> yeah, you have um, to be careful, because you, you did do right. that a few times. <laughs> yes. But um, if given an option, like... Especially, you would ne you would not do that. This bold one, tough one thing. Yeah, I don't um, think that's a worthwhile investment. Yeah, but I'm not... And I don't think... I mean, there are four-character lists you can probably play with him that would give that bonus to your entire team. There are... But I think, like, solid three-character lists with him are just going to be, like... Very good. Yeah. Um. Just be that passive is just like, it's such a bonus when you just give that passive to your team, and you're still in a defensive mode, and you're still in a potential attack mode, like without even wasting a flip. Like, that's what I like about it is he he just seems to open options. Yeah. I mean, flip density with the other characters. Of course. Yeah. The the flip density thing, like we had mentioned when we were talking about aimless and the battle masters in general. I'm very curious and very interested to see how these are going to play out because that's a subtle way that I think opens up other strategies. So, I mean, this particular guy, because he costs so many stars, it may be a challenge, but in general, those sort of things where, okay, you're freeing up flips. Now, maybe those characters that were not quite there yet because you just didn't have enough turns 
to do all the things you wanted to do. Well, now you you're getting an extra turn because you don't necessarily need to activate a flip on a given right. one, and that's really exciting to me. Yeah. Um, real quick, the I saw people popping up in chat. Uh, super rare's got to be super good, or people won't spend the money. I mean. Yes, there there are contrary arguments, but we can always do that on another show. Um, this prime is going to be six, so good for eleven stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there's Stefan. Uh, he's good enough to replace Optimus Battlefield Legend in three wide or side deck him with a star card. Oh, it's a question. Um, uh, it's completely it's a completely different build to play out this. Yeah, I and plus it's I think we need more data at this stage, considering it's like you know zero. <laughs> But uh, I agree with Scott that it's going to be looking to do something different rather than the current three wide. Um, yeah, I, I mean, three wide doesn't mean three characters. I mean, it specifically means like three wide Optimus when I talk about it. So, like, yeah, um, I'm sure the deck will be three wide because that's typically the decks I build. But like, right, right. Um, um, but the quantity of characters obviously is not. The- really the point it's the as you've said many times before the marriage of the battle deck and the characters is going to be you know the the real focus yep Mm -hmm. oh you're to uh stefan's asking specifically about the existing optimus three wide deck and like scott said i i think general optimus wants to do different things than battlefield legend does yeah, there's synergy there. I mean, like Flame War giving and him would give tough two to the entire team. There's certainly synergy there. Mm. Um, I just don't know that. I don't think he could carry the offense as well as Battlefield Legend can. So I don't know that that lineup is where I would start. As you'd expect, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So uh, we'll move on from the famous Autobot leader to a, uh, I guess, slightly less famous Autobot leader. Although he's not actually a leader on the card. Uh, and that's Alpha Trion, who is, speaking of Battlefield Legend, uh, I was going to say Battlefield Legend Jr., but A, that's lore-wise odd, and he, he's a little bit more bizarre than that. So this is one that I think we diverge on slightly, because I think you're more into this guy than I am, Scott, so I'll, I'll let you take lead again on him. So any character with an ability to get anything back from Scrap pile can't be ignored. Agreed there. Um, I mean, that being said, the number of times I've gotten back an orange action with my Battlefield Legend is extremely rare. So, like, I don't know the build yet with him. Right. But on the flip side, the number of blue actions I've flipped over with um, with him are powerful. I just, again, I hope he avoids the I just get to play an action that adds a bunch of stats because mm-hmm. the the direct damage actions I usually like to play with Optimus aren't going to be available to him because he can only do it off blue actions. Like, when and notably, he's like, melee in that range, so you can't even marksmanship. Oh, God. I didn't realize. I thought he was ranged in that mode. He's ranged in that. spaceship mode. Sorry to be the uh, bearer of bad news. <laughs> uh, um, all right, well, you, I mean, then, is a character that I think will take work to build around. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the, the ability is powerful. I, I agree with you that on both sides, you you have to at least consider it because it kind of breaks the rules. So, yeah, it's just not as good as I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 
no, no, no. Oh, I, mean, okay. I, I just, I just haven't. I just, I, I just think it takes more. I mean, because I'm always getting back like blanks with Optimus, so it just depends on like. Yeah. It's like how many? It's. I mean, clearly he wants to be in a blue deck. Um, hmm. and 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 the question is like, I don't think you want to split it too far down the middle. I wish there were more characters with focus. Um, the focus ability. Yeah. Because I think he lends himself more to a dual pip deck, and so do they. Agreed. Um, but I think it's going to come down to how many, how many off. Like, if you're playing a blue deck, how many orange card, how many orange battle actions do you really need to be playing mm-hmm. to make it worth it for him? I mean, to flip and get one back. The first one that comes to mind is Treasure Hunt, but yeah, I, don't I know if like you, yeah, I agree. But is that like you said? Is that enough? Um, I agree with you about more characters with focus. As odd as it's going to sound, I think this guy would get better long-term if Metroplex didn't exist. Uh, the reason being is I don't anticipate we're going to see a whole lot of orange-blue pips going forward that don't have stars. They which, don't cost a star. Yeah, yeah so yes, you can get some. We're going to see some stuff. It's just going to be more challenging because, okay, now you really got to do gymnastics to get him both... Things that are useful all the time for either ability and not just cripple yourself with, okay, well, I'm playing a 20-star a deck with four-star cards or something. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think I, th- I think he's actually, I think he's probably really good with, like, two-pronged attack, even though he can't even cause either of the things to happen. But I think getting that card back and being able to do it twice might be pretty powerful. For the yeah, and just cripple somebody that way. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. That's not unreasonable um i don't know if you would get i mean we'd, we'd have to try it out but it would, i think it would be tough to actually obviously get four cards from it uh, yeah you have to space it yeah. out but it's worth a yeah. shot um but i guess you're not going to be building ufo decks with him i don't think his ability is good enough to justify <laughs> ever doing that ability I would, I yeah i, I was joking <laughs> that was that was so yeah. straight i know i say some ridiculous things yeah. sometimes but um yeah like I said, I think you were high, he was higher on your list than mine, but he the abilities are powerful, so I don't think you can just brush him aside. It's now, this, whether or not getting it's it's whether the two star discount can be worked around to still make him right um, super viable. Super viable. So. Yeah, off the top of my head, I mean, maybe it's two star cards. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what. Oh, that's like, not going to be the case. Well, yeah, but like right this second, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah. oh, well, yeah, I wanted those extra two stars in an Optimus list all the time, and now it's here. It is. Um, I don't have that knowledge on hand. The only way I see him playing Star Cards is if there's an EMP wave deck out there. Yeah, I I can certainly get behind that thought. Yeah. Um, moving from there, we have Captain Ironhide, who I am personally more excited about. Um. But I know he was really ringing bells for you, Scott. This is the one that, for everybody out there that's unsure, we're looking, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, you're talking about the bot mode. I mean, not that the alt mode ability is irrelevant, but... Yeah, it's the bot mode. Uh, when it attacks and has a weapon, you may swap a weapon, you may swap that weapon with a blue weapon from your hand. The obvious thing being, oh, well, just because he's ranged, armed hovercraft you into oblivion. But, uh... Is that is it more direct damage? Are we are we uh, that redundant, Scott? I'm not even sure what the other combos are. It's just that combo <laughs> that I like a lot. So um, as long as you can get more than one in your, I, I, as long as you either put a different weapon on him and draw into one, 
the mm. um I just think if you're gonna gain a lot of incremental advantage through him. Yeah. And his stats are fine for his cost. I was about I to say that. It, you can get in. If four twelve two, five twelve two, it's respectable for nine. Like I, I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, it's the combo with with the arm that I really like and getting damage during combat and like just having this ability to keep literally swapping weapons. Mm -hmm. Um that I think is uh that I think is powerful. I don't think there's any other like immediate that come to mind like come into play ability combos because right, I right. think all the other ones are are either can't be played like slingshot that won't do anything or like are orange like baton. Um other than so he has to have a blue weapon attached to him, right? Uh or you switch into when it weapon. attacks and has a weapon, but it has to swap for a blue weapon. So you could okay, have so you can like you, yeah you can put a different weapon on him and swap to a blue weapon then. So, yeah. So you'd um, say you can get Iron Eye Blaster. Of, <laughs> right. So so at that point you can get double use out of any come into play weapon or well, I'm sorry when attached whatever it's the whatever however it's written uh, yeah when right onto somebody else on the next turn so so I think he's a card that forces you to make um decisions about how the how your future turns are going to play out which I always like that so yeah. I definitely like this guy. I'm I'm very curious to see how reliable the armed hovercraft play is because I it's that little voice in the back of my head that keeps saying like is it too cute? You know, like it's just it feels like it's doing enough, but is it as minimal as this effort is? Like one extra armed hovercraft is that worth jumping through whatever hoops are necessary for him? But I think it may be fine anyway. I think getting double use out of any of your coming to play weapons is where the where the the true play is. Right, and that definitely makes sense. Uh, and that's another one that falls into the category of going forward as we receive more cards, we'll oh, probably sure, get of more of those. So yeah. it's something. That, Agreed. Even if it doesn't necessarily appear now, like we had mentioned earlier, don't forget the old cards <laughs> whenever right. new stuff comes out. So no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh. That actually closed out the characters you sent me, Scott, but I'm going to bring up real quick a couple of other ones that I wanted to pick your brain about as soon as I can get these on here and resize this real quick for everybody so you can actually see what we're talking about. So one of the ones that, oh no, why did you do this? Apologize, everybody who's looking at it, looking at the video and it's auto rotating instead of doing what I'm telling it to do. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the characters that I actually was pretty excited about, unfortunately was another super rare and that's the super rare Megatron. Um, I know you're a Megatron fan, Scott. Do you, I'm sure you like this guy better than the other ones. I think there might be something here. If for no other reason, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to achieve plasma bursts, for example. Do you care at all about this guy, or do you think it's going to be another Megatron for the pile that we're never going to see? No, I think he's. I think he's fine. I think he's good. Um, I think, like you said, as long as it's not hard to achieve that. Um, the problem is his ability gets worse as the game goes on, as you start to lose other characters. Right or lose him like if you he's at thirteen stars. Does another if you lose him, you lose the game type of situation. So like yeah, 
the question just becomes is he too dependent on the other characters staying alive for mm-hmm. his ability to actually matter um well i mean how many plasma f- free plasma bursts air quote are necessary before you think it but how many do you need before it's paid for itself i guess well the question is will you have enough time to get the flips you need with other characters alive or else you're just doing a zap right that's that's the question so i mean I a lot of people are probably gonna and i did as well jump to oh well you just play a seven star you know maybe aimless um and say flame war but to your point you have to flip flame war you have to get him flip multiple times it may again fall into the category of too cute i mean hunger down certainly helps that situation don't get of me course wrong. And I don't um, think it would be ridiculous to look at a few copies of um, Escape Route just because you can, you can go get it. Yeah, that's fine. It's just I think you don't want your middle character to be somebody you want dead mm-hmm. in this deck. That's that's the issue. So like, yeah. Um, I, and I so I that's just a question. Like, can you find partners that you don't want dead? Like, I think he. I think he combos well with Micromasters because they can't be attacked and you can equip them. Yeah. And put upgrade put the upgrade weapons on them. So I think like instead of going the typical flame war seven star route with the thirteen drop, I think I would more the four drop micromasters what's a playable eight drop, I don't know off the top of my head. Like I think I would I think I would probably lean that route first because yeah. there's a better chance of having two characters alive with one stealth. Don't you don't have to use the ability, don't even use the ability. Um, right, and then go from there. So, I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable either. It's it's another guy on my list that I do want to try out. Uh, although this time I'm not diving in as enthusiastically as I did at the beginning of Wave Two with, uh, but I am looking for excuses to make something with with hunker down work. I just really like hunker down more so than the tanks themselves. I just hate that his bot ability is at the start of the turn instead of the end of the turn because it's just so difficult to keep. Yeah, it, that that ability just seems so difficult to like. I don't go think through an that entire turn and have it happen. I'm sure that ability will go off, and maybe you could say that it will go off once a game. I think that's going to be a challenge to accomplish that, and, and trying to put in that much effort may be a losing cause. I mean, again, Hunger Down helps, so we'll, we'll see, but... Yeah. Hunger Down doesn't help keep it in play when your opponent gets to take a turn. Exactly. They get to save themselves damage by, at the same time, killing your stuff, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm looking... I want to try and do the, the obvious swindled thing, um, and then you have your Hunker Downs, among other things. We'll we'll see right. if there's actually something there. Yeah. I, I'm assuming the bot ability, like, he's basically blank, which may be the death knell for this card. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I still think it's it's much bigger attack, or two more attack, right? It's uh five fifteen three, and then seven fifteen three. Yeah, I mean, if he has three defense in both modes, it's definitely the mood. Or excuse me, seven fifteen two. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said it's three. Still fine. I still think it's the mode you want to quote attack in, but well, yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, you don't feel terrible about attacking in that mode. <laughs> no, no. Um, one of the other guys that. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that I'm I'm super excited about, but I am pretty happy with Trigger Happy. Uh, we ha- It also features one of the recursion abilities that we had discussed when we were talking about Alpha Trion. 
And I don't know, maybe it's just the fact that I've been impressed with Alpha Bravo, that the two attack Pierce 4 thing is just standing out to me. Eight stars may be too much. Maybe this guy is just going to be a sideboard thing against specific decks, but, you know, throwing Scoundrel's Blaster on him, giving him four Pierce 6, it's not that hard to end up really ensuring that you're pushing significant amount of damage against blue things. You mean against? Well, and against Autobots. Uh, yeah, it, but even if you just have it against Decepticons, if you had to, then it's four Pierce 4, and then say yeah. you bigger they are, blah, 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 you know, other oddball scenarios. Um, do you care about this guy at all, or, or is he just kind of on your back burner pending those sort of sideboard scenarios? No, I think he's good. I think you're right to include him. I think you're right about the recursion ability being powerful. I think it's definitely good. Because um, it's very easy to flip your when attached weapons, and for him to just immediately get them back is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he won't be able to get he won't be able to get them back. Put them on himself and attack because you obviously want to attack in the Pierce mode. Yes, um, ideally. I just I just wonder I just wonder if he's too weak against orange decks. Um, because his attack really doesn't. What's his stats in alt mode? It, still alt mode is three twelve two, and then he's two twelve two. So, yeah. I mean, the Pierce four means nothing against against orange decks. So, like, right. that could be. That's the only problem I see with him. And yeah. eight is a lot more than seven. Yeah, so I was like, about to say if he was seven, I think I would be way more like significantly more excited about him. But as of right now, it's just yeah, I think he's solid. Yeah, if you can find other characters that absolutely want certain weapons attached to them at various times, mm-hmm. um, and his his, and he won't be a downside against orange decks for having such low stats for his cost, right? Because um, uh, the Pierce has value; it just doesn't have value against orange decks. Yeah. Um, then I think he's going to be good. I just. I have to see what partners he would be where that doesn't have that negative connotation. Yeah, there's there's a lot of caveats there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm ex- I am excited for him. He's probably going to be one of those where I'm I'm thumbs up on him, and then I'm going to end up eh, he's he's okay. But I I am looking forward to trying him out. Um, the last one that I had was <clears throat> excuse me. Lionizer, who we alluded to earlier, and I think you're in agreement, Scott, that, well, you even said it, that it's, <laughs> if you have, tr- uh, I almost said trigger happy, if you have Aimless as the good battle master that's blue, here's your good orange battle master, correct? I mean, this guy's a grenade launcher every turn. Yeah. <laughs> in the right deck. I mean, again, those decks with sideboards will now have downsides um and I'm, it's time will tell how much of a downside some of those is i mean the cards that have anti those abilities are not like green so it's like you can't guarantee getting them all the time or anything like that yeah. but um in the right deck this should be a grenade launcher right i mean yeah i mean i mean you know even if you build decks like i do it should still be a grenade launcher um <laughs> for seven as opposed to like cog who costs 10 so um, yeah <laughs> so i agree with you like i mean this 
and he, he combos extremely well with certain characters, like no doubt. Oh, absolutely. So, um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this guy. Um, I know I've said that I mean, a every, lot, but this is oh god, sorry. I mean, power sword has a significant disadvantage. Flame flamethrower has a significant disadvantage. It's not even a three attack weapon most of the time. Um, the black flamethrower is blank, so it's bad. Um, yeah. So like. Weapons that give bold are usually capped at bold two or have a downside being blue in the power sword yeah. sense. So, so like now all of a sudden you're getting like a quote on color bold four with plan one. I mean, like, yeah, I agree that this is powerful. Yeah. I foresee a lot of peace through tyranny, this guy into something mean. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually is the list of characters, at least right now. Uh, I'm, there are other ones that Scott and I have talked about offline, uh, and a, a long list of them, virtually all of them, that I'm curious about. But those are the ones that I, I personally wanted to start out with. Um, any other ones that, that we missed, Scott, that you wanted to call attention to before we move into the battle cards? I mean, we could talk about other ones, but the, but the fact is, like, I think this starts at least the list that you and I have put together of decks to start working on. I think we've covered characters that we've put on those lists. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're, clearly we're going to be experimenting with a majority mm-hmm. of the cast, but you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you can't literally... Or I tend to do that. I start out with a thousand ideas and then never finish any of them properly. So I don't recommend doing that. Yeah, I don't recommend doing it either. <laughs> <laughs> uh did the stream go down? Oh, there we go. The uh, stream preview went black, so I wanted to make sure we were still recording. Um, so moving into the battle cards, this was actually one of the the reveals while everyone was out at Origins or during that week, and that's Hiding Spot. So, Scott, th- this is the one that, when it's revealed, gives one of your characters stealth. And th- I know there was a long... Uh, Twitter thread when this card was first revealed as to exactly what the function and intent are, but <laughs> because somebody doesn't understand how the game works. <laughs> well, I wasn't going <laughs> to go. <laughs> um, anyway, so I I think this thing is is actually it, because it surprises your opponent, air quotes, and uh, allows you to disrupt combat in a way that don't think there was really anything that you could do prior to this like it, it should influence a lot of things i would expect and that that's why i'm assuming you have it on here scott is is there anything specifically that calls to mind that or is in your mind that you have this earmarked for um yeah i mean it, what's powerful about it is that it allows you in different orders than you usually would the downside of the card, obviously, is that it doesn't have use at all times. So you need to have at least two characters tapped or else it does nothing. Right. Um, or else they're just because they can only attack one character. Right. Um, but that being said, assuming you can... So so this is not a three of because you can't just use it anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but assuming you use it... So I guess it doesn't really change it combat order that much although like, i guess in a three character deck you could choose who you want to attack second in a different order but um 
it forces it, it forces a redirect to like I don't know. Say you had like uh, a four defense character or something like that because you had armor on them or something like that, or you're like a set. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you force the attack there. If you want to force overkills, you force the attack there. If you want to keep your guy alive, you force the attack the other place. Like, there's just so much play with this card that, like, I think it's mm. not being discussed enough. Personally, you don't think that it just one of your one of the things you brought up. You don't think that this would be a three of with the intent of to your last suggestion protecting a specific character. So I get that. Yes, it's situational, but the requirement of have at least one other guy tapped is is not like olympic level bar to pass so wouldn't you want to divert those so instead of your optimist they're punching your battle master kind of thing um because i'm what i'm and maybe this isn't the obviously it's not the only way to do it and maybe it's not even a good way to do it but it does if you can see it consistently early on it gives you that opportunity to say get in with your major guy, whichever bot that happens to be, and say, okay, well, I'm going to eat one of your attacks because it's now bad, because you have to send it wherever I'm telling you to. I guess it comes down to whether or not costing your action phase, costing your action card action phase, yeah, <laughs> to, do, to do that is detrimental, is too detrimental. I got you. But I don't think it will be. But so I can I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I just don't. There are certain I will say there are certainly situations within a combat round where you're always going to want one of these. Yeah. So if that means that's what makes it a three of, then I can certainly get behind that. Because we talked about bar is for. Mm -hmm. Good. That's where our bar is for playing three of a card, and I can certainly get behind that. Yeah. Uh, does it bother you at all that it's effectively a blank pip? I mean, I'm sure it bothers you, but is that a humongous deterrent for you? It's a humongous deterrent because it affects how I build the rest of the deck. Mm. Um, but I think the ability is good enough. I mean, I'm surprised this is black and not blank with you because I, yeah. I don't think you should get anything else for this card. It'd be if... way too powerful if it was... Oh, could that any, like an actual combat pip? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be a little ridiculous. I could see... Uh, so, if, assuming that the protect your 13-star your guy plan is a thing, maybe the Black Pip actually will matter for combat because then, presumably, you're going to have a Flame War hanging on and it'll matter, you know, in mirror, blue mirrors. But, yeah, I think the, the appropriate way to do this is count it as a, a Blank Pip pretty much always. Yeah, so as long as that's not a super issue with the rest of your deck, I think it's yeah, I think it's good. But it is something to consider because, uh, as we saw in Wave Two, that there there are, <clears throat> excuse me, there are a lot of, or rather, it's very easy to end up with a whole bunch of off-color pips, whether that's blanks yeah. or oranges or whatever. Yeah. So uh, moving from there, after hiding spot, battlefield report, which is the the secret action blue incoming transmission. I mean, this is one, it's fitting shockwaves on there because it's also a, it almost feels stating the obvious as to why we're going to 
probably see this. Uh, it's one of the... What else is there? Aerial Recon to manipulate combat on their turn? Uh, security Console. Yes, the obvious one. But the uh, the point being, options are very few and limited. So this gives you an easy way to do it. Is that Other than the obvious, anything else you want to call out for this one, Scott? No, I mean... The, the it has a blue pip. This should be a three of and a reboot deck. I would agree. It's uh, this is this is the most stately card in the set, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It, Again, it, as long as using your action card phase quote on your opponent's turn is not a deterrent for you actually being able to have an effective attack on your turn, I see no reason this wouldn't be a, a three of and a reboot deck. Yeah, it just seems to. It seems so obvious, almost to the point to, for me to come around to okay, or is it so obvious that it's not actually good? I don't. It, it, it my brain does weird stuff on that end sometimes, where it's, am I missing something that's staring me in the face because this seems so solid? Yeah. Uh, moving from there, since there's not a whole lot to say about that one, two pronged attack, which is one that you were really hyping up when the card was first released and it's the discard two half of it that you were excited about. Is that still the case, Scott? Yeah. Again, I think this card's really powerful, especially in this, in this world we live in where you can get away with running certain types of removal through your green cards. And if you take that up, if you take that away from your opponent, it has a huge amount of. Value. Yes. Um, the only bad part about the card. And I, again, I understand why, because it's supposed to be, is that it's orange, and I think the decks that would want to do this would be blue, mm. but on the other side, like, if there's some kind of aggro control deck that uses even just, like, one tank that you can rely, rely on going, um, it's just as powerful in that shell as it would be in a complete control shell that would want to make your opponent discard two cards. Right. It's really just the interaction of, like, just limiting your opponent's um, ability to play cards effectively through discarding two. Yeah. Um, that I really like. Similar to when we two, were... Oh, God. I mean, two in this game is the equivalent of, like, three and a half in Magic, considering where we start. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely has a huge impact. At, so, yeah, it, or even four, like, you know. Right. Time. So, like, you would play that card. So. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, you probably <laughs> yeah. would. Um, so. Similar to when we were talking about Shockwave earlier, it's just... You can really cripple someone in the middle of a game when you go, oh, look, you have no cards left kind of thing. Um, or set them back from the starting blocks early on in the game. Now, I'm also excited about this. I really do want to try either a three-wide star scream or a four-wide star scream. Uh, I doubt starter Megatron is because I'm pretty sure he has bold. Um, I don't know if you're really going to get to live out the artwork essentially like run some sort of star scream some sort of megatron and something else so that you could do either side i think that the multiple star scream thing because of the null ray and then this just goes into it okay well it helps close out a game or or whatever it's also orange um but i agree with you i think the tank side is really where we're going to see this and i expect it to influence a lot of things going forward I think if you play it for the plain side alone, it's unplayable. Yeah, it... Um, mm-hmm. so... Well, I... 
it's not, I think if a plain thing existed, that this would be reasonable to include, but that's, as of right now, assuming a lot, I think. It's just that it's untargeted as well. Well, of course, I mean, <laughs> so you're saying you don't like the bad part of the card? <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it with planes, I would only play it with tanks. Yeah. Um, and it, like I said, I think that's where it's really going to exist. It's just it, kind of like I was saying before, where I'd love to, to play Hunker Down. There, I would love to play Null Ray and um, it maybe. <laughs> uh, so moving from there, we have, I think this is one of the earlier previews, and that's Laser Cutlass. So as I mentioned when we first were talking about this, whenever it was. It was jokingly referred to as the new Fusion Cannon, but you're pretty excited about this one compared to Fusion Cannon, Scott, so can you elaborate as to why? I mean, it turns anyone with that star cost. It's seven or lower, right? Yes, seven or lower. I mean, it turns all of them into relevant combat. Mm. Um, Again, I mean, and the fact that it is blue means it, it, it is good in blue decks because, you know, you just flip it and then on defense and it's where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most characters that cost seven or less have three attack or less. Or... Yeah, they're getting, they're getting the full value out of the pierce. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that they don't get is like, now they become a four pierce three. Like, darn. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what you have to understand about characters of that size is like, how many times do you attack with a flame war into like, a, you know, a Dinobot or like a Sentinel Ironhide and like, you're like, take one yeah. in your blue deck. Like, so like, Against low attack decks, what seems like even in orange, even in orange deck defenses matter against the quote support irrelevant attack characters. Mm-hmm. Um, now suddenly, like they don't have that anymore. Yeah. So um, that's where I really like this card because it just turns every single one of your smaller characters that used to just be get in there for one into suddenly get in there for four, get in there for three. So, yeah. Um, Are you anticipating that you're going to see this main deck or do you think it is for, to address where those cards would do nothing? I know you'd use the Dinobot example, but is it worth getting that against bugs? Uh, It's the only thing I could think of where, you know, something has one defense. So, I guess it comes down to how easy it is to equip an Energon Axe over this at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so if that's the case, like, gaining three attack pierce two is probably better than gaining one attack pierce three if you can reliably um, get uh, get that going on. But Otherwise, I would say, yeah, it should be a staple. Sounds good to me. And the, I've definitely had those scenarios where it's the slog fest of my flame war punches your flame war. My flame war punches your whatever and sorry, just do nothing. Uh, now, moving from there, this is one that I'm really excited about. Uh, I'll see you. What was that? No, I was talking to somebody else. Oh, all right. <laughs> Um, and the next one up is Callous Leadership, which is, I guess, I would have felt better about Press the Advantage if this was the Decepticon card opposite it. Um, but we got it a set late. 
And Callus leadership, I feel, is going to make a pretty big splash in a number of different things. But is this really high up there for you, Scott, or are you just, okay, this is a solid card? It's really high up there in certain builds. If I can get the leader ability, like, this is really high up there if I can play, like, this type of leader with a Battlemaster. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about the card is, like, you can have one health left and put all five on the same guy and just... Yeah. You know, it's like... Do the sludge thing. It's like a piece of tyranny, almost. Like, you know, you're just overkilling somebody to gain an advantage. Right. Um, and five health is a lot. I just don't know whether or not that's going to happen all that often until the the late game, because how is your leader going to be that damaged and another guy going to be that damaged? Like, you probably in a world of hurt, but who knows? Well, I think... So, the scenarios that I'm thinking of is not unlike when we were talking about hiding spot where it does allow you to play a little more fast and loose with the centerpiece characters because five damage is a lot. And if you're playing a higher star cost, um, blue deck. So you have your Optimus, you have your Megatron, you have your whatever you can, I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that one of the attacks or the the first attack your opponent sinks into that guy after you expose them is not going to be a humongous amount. Mm -hmm. You you then turn that, okay, they did seven damage. That was great. Now you did two damage and five of it's on another character that may or may not be out of one shall stand range, even though I just moved five to them. Or maybe it's beneficial that, you know, I I pop the aimless, move it on to my third character, and now they get in, or whatever the scenario is. I think it's going to allow for a lot of these things, and notably, it doesn't require that the other character be a Decepticon. It doesn't require that you start out with all Decepticons, so there maybe will be some play in there as well. Yeah, it, it's it's the interaction with Battlemasters that makes it really powerful. I just don't know what the leader that wants to play with Battlemasters necessarily is yet. So. Right, and I can I can agree with that. It's I don't know. I really like this card, maybe because I've mentioned it before. I do. <laughs> I would like to see some form of healing or repairing be a thing, and this is probably the closest we're going to get that's good. <laughs> Yeah, also note this is extremely good given the time restraints and single elimination rounds of turn. Yes, that, that's actually a, <laughs> a good thing to call out. <laughs> yes. Um, any other thoughts on Callous Leadership? No, I just have to find the deck where it's really good in as opposed to like, I can see it as a one-of in a bunch of decks just doing the things we said, like allowing the overkill and things like that. Mm. And like, you know, being like an anti-Grimlock card even has like play in and of itself. Right. Um, so uh, I see. I think there's a lot of use of this card. I wish it was green, obviously, but well, like I still think it's definitely good enough. Yeah, I'm, I think green might have been a little much for it, but yeah. So moving from there, we have another white pip card, and that's Quartermaster. The, another one that may fall into the category of restating the obvious. I think this though falls into again the category of you might be more hyped about it than I am. So go ahead and take the lead, Scott. I just think any deck that plays with Battlemasters as a centerpiece should probably be using other char- like more than one other character that can benefit off of them. And so if you can literally gain the benefit more than one in a combat, should. Right. Um, so 
and and that's by you know and and even though I believe battle masters will influence how you the amount of upgrades you put in your deck and this and the spread of upgrades you put in your deck specifically mm-hmm. less weapons right um I still think you're gonna see the ubiquitous ones like and the the not necessarily ubiquitous but like the um the modal ones like your your batons your armed hovercrafts you're coming to play ones that should continue to see play um in those decks and so moving those around Extra like mileage. parts will be will be just as good right so as long as you build your deck to take advantage of both sides of this card um i fail to see how you won't play at least like two of them in every deck that uses that uses the battle master as the as the focal point of what you're trying to do with the deck and has the other two or three characters wielding him yeah or him i guess there's no hers um effectively makes sense and moving it around and getting it back if it dies so yeah that's reasonable i mean given that it's not quite swap parts i don't think we and i may eat my words at gen con about that i don't think there's anything that this makes nuts I'm not um, too worried about that part of it, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that when you say those sort of things out loud, that's when somebody goes, all right, challenge accepted, and then they right. find something. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on those points. I My hesitation with this one is because it's a white pip, depending on the deck, it's also falling in that category of, okay, you can only fit so many off color things into the build uh is this one what are you pushing out in order to include this and like you said you need to make sure that your team can take advantage of do i actually care that i'm moving the battle master around Uh, outside of okay well now they get plus three attack yes that's good but i could have played another weapon or another thing whatever it happens to be but not if you build your deck correctly to not include as many of those as you usually would Right. Yeah, and and I agree with you there, but it's, like I said, I just from having built so many things in Wave 2 that I went, oh wow, my my orange deck has 20 non-orange cards in it, or blue deck has 20 non-whatever cards in it. Um, Obviously, I said properly, I, I said properly built that. Well, yes, that, that's what I said. Obviously, <laughs> the ratios then quickly changed once I went, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. But it's this now adds additional strain on that front. Right. So uh, after Quartermaster, we're all the way back to hiding spot. Uh, so we went through the characters. We went through the battle cards. Uh, again, these are not the only cards we care about, obviously, there's a lot of exciting things in this set, but was there anything off the top of your head that we missed, Scott, or you thought of after this? Um, uh, Heat of Battle is really interesting to me. Um, we'll see whether or not it could see main deck play or just comes out of the sideboards of aggro and aggro matches. Mm. Obviously, it sees play in Metroplex. Um, right. Heat of Battle, I, yes. I kind of want to... I think I said it when we talked about it, but I want to... Um, I really want to try it in Constructicons or see if there's anything there, but like any other help for them just for the sake of playing Devastator, but I anticipate that's going to be I'll try it once and then that deck's never coming out again. 
Well, any any wide team can take advantage of it, and especially as we talked about when we first when we totally previewed it more in depth, like with my little my little uh, diagram. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's always going to fit into three of the quadrants. Right. So where it's to your advantage to play it. So, um, which means it will probably have small use main deck and strong use in sideboard. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think you made this that exact point when we first talked yeah. about it. I just, I think, just think you can build your deck to play it in your main deck and um, take advantage over other decks with it. Yeah. Um. It's really good with a lot of the characters we talked. For sure. Uh, for me, I do. You had brought it up on. I forgot which card we were talking about, but uh, I think it was with Alpha Trion, maybe. Um, but EMP Wave is something that I keeps poking up or popping up in the back of my head as something that I would like to try because it's symmetrical. There, I always like looking at those sort of things, trying to see if there's a way to utilize it. It's another double blue pip. I don't know. The more I think about it, though, what does it really do? Yeah, and like, that's... don't they don't they just get the zero turn then? Like, what is what did you gain out of it? I don't I don't really understand what you. It's like all out attack. Like, what did you really gain? Right. That's the thing. I like. I've been, I've just been thinking about it. Even in the ideal scenario where you flip it off of a Tron or, or Optimus, like all you really like. Yes, you prevented their quote big guy from attacking. Sort of if like you went first, mm-hmm. but like. Don't they just get to attack wherever they want with that guy again? Like, if you have brave character, you can understand where it's good. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know that that deck necessarily exists. So, like, that's the problem. Like, are you really going to have that brave character survive to another wheel? Like, even if it's maybe it's a maybe the I mean the wheel comes early. Like, but is that brave character really still alive? Like, for you to put all your eggs in that basket because you're using star cards to do it? Like, I just don't know what it does. Yeah, and That's not my thing. Mm, I agree with you there. The the brave thing is kind of what I had in my head, but I am reaching the same conclusion that you're describing. Of I don't know exactly what advantage you're gaining out of it. Uh, that part. So it's probably good somewhere. with Ultra Magnus, I guess, because he's giant brave guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably good with Blitzwing. He's giant brave guy. But, but like, the problem there is it's a, a star card, and you're yeah, 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 you're assuming yeah. yeah it, there's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of work to do something that maybe won't even come up. Yeah, I I, I just can't. You just tap the brave guy first, and then he always has to be attacked. Anyway. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the big like. I, I I mean, you get your other character faster to be able to be used, but like, I just don't know. Like, I mean, is Fireflight going to survive that many attacks to be relevant? Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I guess time will tell. Like, but I mean, if that's the case, then like, I mean, maybe there's a stealth guy then that would want to use something like that because he can't be attacked again. I don't know. Yeah, because it forces an untap. I don't know what kind of hoops you have to jump through to make this work. Right. So, Um, but I'm assuming it's a powerful hoop to jump through. I think if it, if it, if this works out the way we're talking, I just don't know that that exists. Yeah, I mean, it's splashy enough that I feel like there might be something there, but it, it's going to take some thought. The uh, One of the other things I wanted to call out was an energy pack, and we had a, a lengthy discussion about it sort of being a heal. So again, me just <laughs> wanting to play those sort of cards. Again, something that maybe would be funny in 
Devastator as another air quotes heal because you can play it on them once they combine. Um, sure. It's orange, so you, and it's an upgrades. So you can get it with Treasure Hunt. Probably not gonna it, like that's not where it's gonna show up if it does, but I think it it could appear as a fringe card depending on the scenarios. We we had talked about it before sideboards were a thing, so a lot of scenarios change. There's a lot of combat math you have to do to figure out whether this card is playable or not. I just don't haven't said I'm done yet. Yeah. Uh, but aside from those two that I threw in randomly, anything else that you wanted to make sure that we touched on, Scott, or are you going to leave those, keep everybody in suspense for next time? A lot of the other cards are just like boring staple cards, like, you know, and a lot of the cards are are black pips, and I guess I'm willing to allow black pips to be my combiners for this set, and I could be wrong about them, but I don't think I am, so... I don't, um, like, I think they'll matter, but I don't think it's going to be a, well, I'm going to build, instead of building orange or blue, I'm building a black pit deck. I don't think that's going to be a thing, but I could see where, it, without, I didn't sort them in my, what I have on my PC right now, but maybe if you can hit a critical mass to board stuff in for blue mirrors, or maybe between your board and your main deck... You have just enough that, like, those Flame War hits, maybe, it, that feels like it, it's a pretty, it, I don't want to say, like, a flaming hoop to jump through, but it, it may be a pretty tough hoop to jump through. Yeah, like, I can see, I can see sideboarding, like, a, like, a main decking, a reinforced plating, and side decking, a smoke cloak, but, like, I don't know that you're going to have the sideboard to allow but that is certainly a situation i can agree i can agree with um but I just even there like the it, it, in blue mirrors like it's you don't the tough doesn't always matter as much i agree so like, but it's i don't know it it seems yes that is a i would agree that that is a scenario where it would be an improvement but again like you said you may not have the slots and is adding a single black pip to the pool that relevant, I guess. No, but it, 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 that that that's always as we talked about last episode. Mm. Um, would be a pure deck improvement through your sideboard for a certain like yes slanted arc to archetype. So like Absolutely. that's where I can see some of these cards. Like you know, like we ran heavy handed and um, bigger they are in our Optimus deck, for example. Like maybe the black one that gives you Pierce two is just better because you you can't swing up or can't swing down based on the character lineup and you know there's a deck out there that you can't do that again so right i doubt it but like that's just an example of a situation where you're kind of moving sideways with the power level of the card but out of the sideboard you're moving up in the usability of that slot in your deck again i just don't know that you're going to have the sideboard slots for that yeah uh, that's the only use I can see them right now, but I, I'm willing to be wrong. But well, we got to try it out. Yeah, going in, I'm not super enthused by. I mean, we knew, and I think we said it when they were first preview. We knew they were going to come eventually. That there was going to be a Pierce Pip. It just kind of felt like it was going to be there. They're a limited mechanic, in my opinion. Like they're there for a limited, so limited games yeah. take a hundred years. Because right. like I built a steel deck, and you wind up having to use like usually like 
eight or nine of them, like just the way the deck breaks down. The right. cards you get out of the packs. There's just a lot of them in the comp slot. So yeah, you wind up having a bunch of them. So I'm sure they're there for limited, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I could certainly see that. And uh, as chat mentioned, it also, um, depending on what we see in the follow-up siege set from this, that maybe there's some additional help there. But Oh, of uh, course. I mean, like, that always... There's always I mean, the... Green had green was very obvious, mm. and up, like a huge impact on the game. I don't see it being since this only has impact on the game in one of four. Of, I don't see where that's. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, so, real it, any other thoughts? I wanted to go over what was in chat nope. real quick. So, uh, nope. go. This is going back because I missed some of them from earlier. Uh, talking about two pronged attack be pretty good for orange planes but yeah they, you realize it probably as we were saying it that they get to pick so not quite as hot for planes uh callus would be busted with a green pip yeah i think we would agree with that uh emp wave would be to shut down five and six wide teams from getting multiple hits <coughs> excuse me um yeah i could i can see that i just don't know if i mean yeah that that sounds That's reasonable fair. Because then those little guys probably, even though they're getting in on your Optimus or your whatever, what are they hitting them for? One? No, no, I mean, like, you know, there, there's, like, it would be good against aerial bots for three wide, which was a weak, weak, weak matchup before. I just don't know that you can afford this stuff cost for it, that's all. But yeah, I, the, I would agree that that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment of what it could do yeah. that I wasn't thinking about. The star cost is definitely prohibitive, um, but... That I think that's exactly the purpose there. Um, black pip would be supplementary, not as important as green pips have been, or I'm totally wrong. Well, that that's kind of where we're at, too. <laughs> so, um, black pips need more cards from Siege, too. Yeah, that and definitely agreed there. And I think if you're going raw, all-out orange gets bad, then Pierce and black pip would be more important. I guess that could be a meta call if, you know... I, I'm struggling to see where, and Scott said it multiple times before, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but in general, to me, having plus one attack is better than having Pierce one um, outside of specific scenarios. So it, it's going to have to be a weird thing, I think, where black pips are suddenly the, like, where you got to be. Are I just you, don't think flipping one during combat is going to matter. Yeah, it's it's really like the <laughs> flame war or, you know, aerial bot mirrors or things like that. Like, do other characters, like, I can't even think of other characters as air raid that gives a about, like, that gives a doing, what? like, that cares about, like, I have to deal damage to have some ability. Oh, no, it's really just, I if, again, for those mirrors where it's, I'm probably doing zero otherwise kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just don't, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having difficulty envisioning it. Otherwise, I mean, just just play a matrix if you care that much. That's like you know, if you care that much, play a matrix, which barely seems to be playing more, right? Um, and certainly play the bigger they are and heavy-handed. They're clearly better than putting a black pivot in your deck. Like, yeah, you're very maybe they're maybe they're too good. I don't. They'll rotate out or something. I don't know. I, yeah. I just you know, I, I I'm really disappointed with the multi pip black cards because i feel like they are just completely overcosted for what you get out of them 
they feel but I can oh, I can see certain fringe scenarios, like I said, but mm-hmm. like um as I said when they were first preview, the card itself has to be good for me to justify playing the black pit because it's blank to me. Absolutely, yeah. It's in the opposite vein of some of the other cards that we talked about where I said it felt so obviously good that I feel as though I'm missing something and therefore, you know, whatever I'm missing is going to make it bad. These kind of feel the other way where it's, I feel like they, it seems so obviously subpar that I feel like I'm missing something and therefore there's going to be this other scenario. Um, Or maybe it's future proofing that Wizards was thinking, oh, well, we're going to have all these rounds going to time like we talked about last show that, and we're going to have Pierce run amok so that we can make sure that things are closing up shop appropriately. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, there's, you just hit a point on a curve where like, even if you were guaranteed to flip X number of like, just say, let's just say you put 40 black cards in your deck just for the heck of it, like, mm-hmm. which would be terrible. Um, <laughs> but like, so like what character are you going to use? Like, some character that all your characters to attack or something like that. So you're like you're all just doing equal to your your attack. Like like what does that do for you? Like it doesn't do anything. Like it's, it's extremely weak. Like I don't I don't understand. Like it like, does something really if does. they're all blue, Scott. If they have a million defense and they have all blue, you can get through. There you go. Sure. <laughs> I guess I I I'm I can't disagree with you. It just doesn't click with me right now and that's why like i said it it seemed it's one of those things that it it feels so ax, axiomatic that i must be wrong but if if characters within one pierce didn't exist characters like rc characters like alpha bravo characters like trigger happy characters like uh keep keep naming like common <laughs> megatron that may see more play i don't know like if those characters didn't exist this might be a different story or if i just don't know how you print Energon, whatever it's called, or uh, the the weapon we talked about, um, laser cutlass. Yeah, how do you print laser cutlass in the same set as black fips? Like, which one of these is better? Like, come on, like, yeah, this they... is like a joke, right? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean how, how are these how are these comparable at all? Like, well, like you said, it, it it's entirely possible it was intended for limited, which is a the preferred format for certain people. So, and I think they're very, I think they're very good. I think I think like if there was, and I do believe this will happen at the end of the year that draft becomes a more serious format. I believe that you have to take serious consideration into like how powerful it is to have a certain number of blacks in your deck to get those abilities to always do damage because it can be sometimes tough to do damage in limited given yeah. like high toughness, you know, high defense characters. So like, yep, I think that's why it's there and that's perfectly fine. Um, I just think. Like as it stands, going into this metagame, constructed wise, I just don't see a lot of use of for it as an ability. I see it more if the card is good, and I think talk about a couple of them, maybe mm. like then the ability will be fine. But if the card isn't good, I wouldn't go out of my way to play the pips where you know that's not all, like clearly a uh, handheld blaster isn't winning any best card in the you know in your deck awards. But I'm definitely playing it for the pips. Yeah, yeah. Can't see myself playing any of these cards for the pips. Right. That's fair. Uh, I think with that, it will do it. One last question, Scott. What's winning Gen Con? Come on, bold prediction time. Uh, I have no idea. I haven't started <laughs> Scott, the cards yet. You are Captain No Fun. You're not even going to make 
Um, yeah, yeah I, I know. It, it's way too early, but I wanted to see if I could get you to say something ridiculous, but I guess not. So, All right, everybody. What was that? Just We lost him. Oh, no. But we're closing up anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it cut out for a second. Discord was doing its thing. All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And please tune in next time for more Random Thoughts.